the Rise Up Sea Red podcast, all about the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL, featuring insider and outsider perspectives. Enjoy the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Now here are your hosts, Jess Root and Seth Cox. Hello, Cardinals fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. I'm your host, Jess Root from CardsWire.com, the USA Today NFL Wire site, covering the Arizona Cardinals, of course. And it is a solo show this week uh, as the Arizona Cardinals play their preseason, their second preseason game Saturday night, 5 p.m. at Arizona uh, at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. They will be hosting the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs, and it is just an ex- exhibition course, but it will provide a pretty good test of what the Cardinals have to do. Um, This is episode 452 uh, in this episode. I will talk about kind of the players I'm watching for um, and and a little bit more. We'll we'll keep this one pretty short. So the Cardinals Cardinals have their their matchup uh, coming up. And we don't know exactly, we don't know exactly how how much the starters will be. But we we kind of get a feel of who we will not see. Okay, last week there were five key players who did not play. I, I would say these are the th- five players we will not see in the preseason. Um, left tackle DJ Humphreys, running back James Conner, uh, receiver Hollywood Brown, lo- linebacker Kaiser White, and also safety Buda Baker. I would be surprised if any of those play. Obviously, there were players who were injured who were not in the lineup either. Kyler Murray's still out. B.J. Ojolari, he's back off of PUP. Jonathan Gannon made it sound like earlier in the week that he's probably not going to play this week. Yeah, there are some things that he needed to show in practice before they give him some game reps. Uh, I think they're kind of slow rolling him to make sure that he's healthy for the season. I think... Um, I think it's one of two things. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's, it's not the bad one. They haven't seen enough from him, and they're they're disappointed, and so they're ho- they're trying to slow roll him um, to be ready, or they expect him to do good things, and so they're just protecting him. I hope it's I hope it's the protection one. I do. Zach Ertz is off of pup. Don't expect him to play. Don't expect him to play in the preseason at all. He was just cleared to practice, but that doesn't mean he's in game shape. So they they've been ramping him up. Um, he he. There's no way he's playing this week. And the honestly, there's there's little chance he plays next week as well against the that that's the preseason finale. The um, that's where the young players and the backups, the guys battling for the back end of the roster, practice squad spots. So those that's the game for those players. Um, he he'll probably see some practice reps in the two joint practices against the Vikings. But the plan is to have him ready for the first week, the first game of the regular season, and and that's how it should be. He he has played enough football that he doesn't need to acclimate too much it's running around it's doing things that he needs to do don't need to to have him have a setback or or get a different injury before then players i do expect to, to see uh, also cameron thomas um <laughs> as of course that jonathan gannon wouldn't talk about what the injury is but said he's suffering residual and a residual effect of the game last week he hasn't practiced this week i would expect him to sit out as well but we'll see if my j sanders is back because the returns will help that help give playing time there for those for those outside linebackers. Uh, Zaven Collins, Dennis Gardeck, and, and my guess is is that 
most of the starters will get a little more work than they did in the preseason opener. Um, Colt McCoy played the one series. The other offensive starters played two series. And then the defense played seven snaps, basic defense. And then they moved to the backups. I, I, I would expect to see playing time increase maybe a quarter, I'd, I'd think, probably. Um, I don't know if that means McCoy will be out the whole time. I, I think we'll probably see McCoy for a couple of series and then get Clayton Toon again some work behind the ones um, just to kind of get get some feel for that so he gets to play with the, uh, the better players. And defensively, I'd kind of expect the same thing. They played two short series last last week, um, probably upward to a quarter, and then the, the rest of the way will kind of go how it went last week. Um, so, yeah, um, the, what's, this is going to be a tough game, obviously. Obviously, it's going to be a tough game for, for the Cardinals. Uh, the Chiefs are expecting to play their starters about a half. And so if the Cardinals don't match that, so say the Cardinals play their starters about which would be roughly uh, the natural progression because they play like two series uh, last week. They're not going to jump all the way to a playing a half. I would expect them to probably play about a quarter, get some good work in the joint practices, and then not play at all in the preseason finale. That's how I would expect that to go. But what that does, that gives the Cardinals an extra challenge with their backups against the starters um, of the Chiefs, minus Patrick Mahomes, expect Mahomes to play very little. Like he, I expect him to play, maybe gets in the quarter. Um, but after that, yeah, it's going to be the backups against the Chiefs starters for the rest of the first half. If they can hang with them, I'm not saying, like, again, uh, the preseason results don't matter. Like the result of the game matters minimally. What matters is to see how players compete obviously, how players compete um, and, and how they look against players of the same caliber or, or likewise better players or players they are obviously better than. Which, you know, it, it was a shame that, that Marlon Mack got hurt because he, he, that's a scenario where, um, you know, he was going to be going against the backups and the third stringers and as a former starter and a pretty good NFL back, it, it would have been able to showcase him. Um this week, another guy we can expect to see is Keonta Ingram. When they released Stevie Scott, the USFL running back, I think what that was, it, it wasn't necessarily because they expect James Conner to play. I think it's because they got healthier. And so I, I'm, I'm hoping that we could see Keonta Ingram in the game along with Corey Clement to, to kind of start things off and, and to go from there. But, you know, coming to next on the Race of Series podcast, the best of our talk on the web, I want to talk about the players specifically that I want to see uh, kind of step but what, what players I want to see moving forward, with the, what things I want to see coming on next on Rise of Sea Red. We're back on the Rise of Sea Red podcast, the best of Cardinals talk on the web, I'm talking about players that we want to see. Now, last week there were a number of things I wanted to see, and I got most of them. Colt McCoy looked smooth out there. It was the, the, the offense was not overwhelming, but I did like the fact that they moved the sticks twice. Uh, the offense looked pretty traditional. He looked comfortable. They weren't doing much. That was what I wanted to see. He got out of there healthy because I expect him to be the starter and endlessly I think Colt McCoy in the lineup is the safest bet to weather the time that Kyler Murray is not on the field I know people like 
I know what we 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 know what McCoy is a ceiling, but and, and I know that people want to see Clinton Toon playing. This team wants to, you know, unless Toon is significantly better than McCoy, you, you've got to, or even playing at the same level, you can't just throw Toon out there when he's not going to be the starter moving forward. That's a different scenario. That's a different scenario than than what you do with a rookie quarterback who you know is going to be your starter where you take your lumps. There's no need to take the lumps. They're just trying to survive till Kyler's bigots back. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of want to see if the, the, the same from Colt. I want to see the offense... I, I would love, like, if I had to pick something, I would love to see the starting offense score points, and I'd love to start to see the starting defense stop the the Chiefs once or twice while Mahomes is in the game. If I had to pick a goal for the starters, one is not don't be down two scores when when the Chiefs starters come out or when Mahomes comes out. Show a, a level of competence and competition. I'm not saying they need to look good. I just want them to not look terrible. I'm going to continue to watch on the offensive line, Yelda Froholt, because eyes open, he looked good. I want to see if that could continue. And maybe an eye on left guard, Elijah Wilkinson, to hope that he does not have a follow-up performance. He, he was less than great last week against the Broncos. Um, Trey McBride hopefully gets in the lineup, and if Trey McBride is in the lineup, he's a player I want to see show out a little bit because it, it, from what we saw last week, it would appear that even in the passing game, the running backs and the tight ends will have the, an opportunity to produce. And if McBride is out there, he should show some promise because um, the tight end group that they threw out there last week, it was Jeff Swayman and a bunch of guys who haven't really played in the NFL, period. That's, been, that's kind of how it's been. Um, we know what Corey Clement is. I, I want, if, if Kante Ingram is playing, I want to see him. I want to see what he does. And on the offensive line, uh, moving back farther into the depth chart, watch Josh Jones. I didn't think Josh Jones had a particularly great game. He had the one penalty a couple times. Uh, as Kelvin Beecham played left tackle with the starters, uh, I, I was unsure if it was kind of showcasing him or if it's actually kind of getting him ready to give him the reps at left tackle since it's, he's only had that a little bit. Or if we're, if we're going to, th- if I wonder if they're in the sake of competition, that they're going to start Josh Jones at left tackle instead of Beecham and kind of play the opposite role. I'm interested in seeing if that, if that, how that happens. Defensively. Well, it's still on the offensive side of the ball. Let, let's see what we can get out of if Michael Wilson can do more than two, you know, short catches. Now, he, he did nicely running the route past the stakes, getting the ball caught and picking up a third down catch to, for, to move the chains. Uh, it'd be nice to see him make a play or two as well. On the defensive side of the ball, um, Isaiah Simmons, I paid attention to Isaiah Simmons, especially early in the game. Um, how does he how how does he get used against that defense now last year Simmons got <laughs> he was abused by Travis Kelsey in, in the season opener against the Chiefs in the regular season and, and it kind of spiraled from there he he didn't he wasn't prepared he's not playing in the slot this year and, and I wonder with Jalen Thompson playing in the slot if he will be the one that is asked to do more against Kelsey how he does or if they protect 
if, if they use Simmons on the back end to sort of protect against that, using as a you know safety, um, kind of the safety valve there at the back of the defense. I want some pass rush production. Zayvon Collins showed some pop uh, in his playing time last week. I want to see more of that. I don't. I don't need to see anything from Dennis Gardak because I don't ultimately think he's going to be being part of the playing rotation. But I, I do want to see my Jay Sanders play, and I wanted to do some. Um, I am going to keep an eye on this, the special team reps for Vic Dimikaji because a guy that probably looks like he's not quite going to make the numbers on the roster, he played heavily on special teams, and and that suggests he might already have a place on the roster, depending on what Coach Rogers says. And of MDF for there. The cornerback position is one to watch as well. Keetrell Clark and both and Christian Matthew both things. Can one of them move ahead of the other? And how much will Antonio Hamilton play? That that Seth and I talked about on the show the other day about how his playing time was kind of odd because he's listed at first on the depth chart, but he played deep, deep, deep into the game, which usually means you're on the bubble showcasing. It's his, his, his salary is fully guaranteed, which is an interesting, interesting addition to the puzzle. Kind of want to see that. Kind of want to see that there. Um, who's going to be the fourth safety? Okay, we know who the three are. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons. Last week was Juju Hughes that came in, and then Andre Shashere. Shashere would also got playing time. They signed Sean Chandler, suggesting that somebody got hurt. I don't know if it's one of the their their guys like Juju Smith, uh, Juju Hughes, um, or or if it was Shashere who special teams. Hughes didn't play much on special teams, which suggests. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that means that he's less likely to make the roster. Because you're going to want your fourth safety or your fourth and fifth cornerback to be pretty good contributors to special teams. Um, I'm going to watch the punting battle again. I know, that's boring. Um, but also watch the holding because on, on Prater's missed field goal, Cooney was the holder. I, I didn't catch on the... I didn't was busy doing stuff for like reporting. And so I didn't see who held for Prater's make. Um, but... I know Hawk had a punt at the beginning of the game that he wished he had it back. It ended up getting into the end zone. It should have been, would have been better to have that go another way. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that went. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of that. There's a lot of there's always players to watch uh, on both sides of the ball, and and the preseason is less about the overall football product and more about the individual evaluations. I guess. I guess. But like like Jonathan Gannon, like Nick Rollis, and like Drew Petzing, you want to see these players compete. I, we we talked about how important the win was last week, not not for the wins and losses, but to be able to kind of build things early. It kind of builds a little momentum. I don't know if they're going to win, but I will say this: I will say this. Um, as as a guy that also writes about sports betting, um, there's only one way to bet the preseason, in my opinion, only one. You bet the underdog on the money line. Take Go for the odds. Because, let's be honest. You don't want to bet a heavy favor on the money line to begin with because the Chiefs, what are they, like minus 300 or something like that. And this game, I haven't checked the re- most recent odds. Uh, th- that's, th- that's not worth playing. And because the second half of preseason games 
It's all backups and guys that are for the roster. These are players who will not be difference makers in the NFL regular season. When you look at trends and, and play, it's like the, the teams look vastly different than what they will be in the regular season. And you try to make educated predictions and, and projections. And so I ignore the spread completely. I personally would probably avoid the total, but you know, if I'm betting the preseason, I'm just picking a few games or, or all the games and just hitting the money line underdog, which would be in this case the Cardinals. I think they're at plus they were at plus two sixty, I think it's plus two forty, but they're once again they are once again the heaviest, the largest underdog of the pre the week in the preseason. Um, which is which is interesting considering that they won last week. It's kind of the perception uh, moving forward. But yeah, there's there's not much else to say. So what are the keys for? Let's talk about that next. Coming up on the Rise of Seabird podcast, the Pistar Cardinals talk on the web. What are the keys to this game? You know, we'll talk keys in the regular season. It's kind of feels feel still in the preseason, but that's coming next on Rise of Seabird. We're back on the Rise of Seabird podcast, the Pistar Cardinals talk on the web. Keys to the game. Preseason, number one, no major injuries. And no nagging injuries to the starters. That that goes without saying. That's that's the preseason you want that happening. Certainly not. Um, but, but number two, they played a pretty game last week. Pretty clean game last week, that is. You know, continue with that. We know that this that the Cardinals overall are probably short on talent compared to the rest of the league overall across like if, if you're looking from you know across the different parts or facets of the game offense defense special teams their their offense offensive talent Tyler Murley gets back into the lineup is is fine it's fine it's a it's average to slightly above average overall the defense is questions but clean avoid penalties they did that last week one pre-snap penalty on offense we don't we want to see that you know not happen again because a, a disciplined, clean game will keep them in the game. Play kind of mistake-free. I want to see, you know, do more running the ball. Um, it felt like last week they could have had more success running the ball if they had better runners running it. Like, it felt like there were some plays there, and, and they did okay. But it felt like last week the performance was they got the yards that were there only and nothing more. And and that that obviously would change with, with James Conner in the lineup, I believe. But, um, you know, do more in the running game. Get some pass rush. We want to see that off the edge. Um, get some hands on some footballs is, is kind of the case for there. But that's, that's basically kind of is it. So one, health. Two, mistakes. And then three, I want to see plays in the run game. I want to see pass rush. And I'd like to see some... I'd like to see a couple of explosives on offense, a couple of explosive plays to kind of move forward. And, and with that, that, that kind of wraps this up. If, if uh, This is a short episode. Um, this is the I'm Just Root. We'll be back. Seth, Seth and I will be back next week to talk about the game and, and uh, more stuff moving forward. This is the episode 452 of the Rise of Sierra podcast. Thanks for listening, as always. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. Listen to previous episodes and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Audioboom, 
or many other podcast platforms so shows are delivered directly to your mobile device. Please give the show a five-star rating and always support the sponsors who support the show. We'll be back soon for the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Rise up Red Sea, be Red Sea Red, and of course, rise up Sea Red. Sea Red.